and welcome to The Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan and on this week's episode, I'm joined by Chagas Dry Stock Advisor Terry Carroll and beef farmer John Phelan in a two-part series on making quality silage. On the first episode, John and Terry highlight all the top tips related to grazing, fertilising and closing silage ground. I first asked John to tell me about your farming system. We're a beef and tillage uh, enterprise here in Blanchville, Dunbell in County Kilkenny. Our beef enterprise uh, really consists of 62 hectares, uh, all grass. Uh, 26 hectares is our silage ground and 36 hectares would be our main blazing grazing block. Um, it's a, a store to beef system. So we're buying in roughly 300 to 350 good continental uh, heifers, uh, age ranging between one and a half to two year olds. We graze them for a period and then house them uh, roughly around the end of October. Uh, they're weighed and penned according, according to when we think their finishing dates uh, are projected. And then uh, roughly speaking, uh, half of that uh, stock that we buy in will be finished from the shed and half will be stored for the winter and go back to grass. And that's the stock that we have out at the moment grazing our grazing our silage ground. So finishing this three, these 300 or 350 cattle, making quality silage is important to you? Uh, absolutely, yeah. It's 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 the foundation of, of, of anyone's success, I think. Like it, 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 it costs just as much uh, to make good quality silage than it does to make bad quality silage. So, um, you know, every the finishing game, the finishing cattle is 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 a tricky game at the best of times, especially in the last couple of years. So, trying to maximise your profits uh, on having good quality silage is is the key. So, we're aiming for, like most people, are probably aiming for seventy two percent DMD plus, but we're actually probably targeting 75, 76. That's our target, and uh, hopefully, we can achieve that. Um, like for example. Our store heifers on they're on a kilo of meal, meal along with ad lib silage. Um, they're doing 0.8 of kilo while they're being stored over the winter, so it's it, it's good. And if they were down towards 65 DMD, we would have to supplement maybe another three or four kilos to to get the same weight gain. And um, on our finishing shed, um, silage won't just do it on its own. They're on 16 kilos of fresh weight silage and they're on eight kilos of, of, of uh, native grain um, from Ireland. So that's what we're doing. And they're, they're doing about maybe 1.2 to 1.3 live weight, um, so which, is, which, which, is, which is quite good. We're, we're happy with that. We can only do that if we have good quality silage. Yeah, definitely. Especially achieving 0.8 of a kilo over the store period on one kilo meal with that high quality silage. What's your plan for this year for making top quality silage? Sure, our target, is, as kind of spoken there, our target would be 75 probably plus. Um, the only probably way that we can do that is, we believe, is, is to kind of graze all our silage ground first, trying to get rid of any of that uh, rough, maybe dead material that might have died over the winter. And then we believe it kind of promotes growth and promotes those tillering new leafy grass that hopefully that we can harvest and, and preserve well and, and feed back then out into the winter. And when do you hope to close the silage ground? So we're hoping to close the silage ground around the 25th of this month. Um, we will 
uh, have it all grazed by then, fingers crossed. We, we have 50% uh, of it grazed at the moment and uh, stock actually, if we, just with the weather forecast, we brought stock in this evening just with the kind of rain and stuff that's due, but they'll go back out maybe again Thursday and uh, continue on grazing the ground. So yeah, 25th is our target. Um, hoping then our harvest date following on then eight weeks from that would, would be around the 10th to 15th of May. And what fertilizer do you plan to apply, John? Yeah, so our fertilizer plan is, is simple enough, really. We, we have the slurry from our finishing and store units. So that was the first thing that will go out. So two and a half thousand gallons of slurry will go out um, straight away on the 25th. And that, that actually goes out in a trailing shoe. So it, it's kind of, we're trying to use the as much technologies that are out there as available. Um, then we will follow that up 10 days later with 80 units of protected urea and sulfur. Once the crop is closed, how do you manage it? Yeah, so um, really after it's closed, the hard part is, is done. And once it's, once it's uh, slurried and fertilised, um, you kind of let it do its own thing. But before it's slurried, all grounds will be uh, walked and, and, and rolled just uh, to make it a little bit easier on, on, on the harvester. We don't really, we wouldn't spray uh, this time of the year. If, if, if we thought we needed to spray or we had a dock or a weed problem, we'd leave it to the back end, maybe after a second cut. Uh, when grass demand for our farm is, is not on peak, that we, we don't need grass at that time of the year. We just have, where silage ground is coming back in, we have enough with our own grazing block. So, yeah, there's there's um not a not a huge, huge amount um to do then, really, uh, Catherine. That's great, John. Thanks very much. Terry, what's the first things farmers need to consider at the moment? Hi, Catherine. Look, I mean, what we'd be encouraging people to do is, you know, ask yourself, what quality silage do you want to have next winter? And if you want to have the top quality silage that John uh, uh, does have regularly uh, and in 75 to maybe up near 80% DMD, north of 75 you have to, you know, you have to work out what your cutting day is. And, you know, what we'd be saying uh, to farmers, like what John has said to you earlier, if you're aiming for cutting around uh, 15 to May, now look, that's the 20 to May, it's not the end of the world, but those um, intermediate to late head and rye grasses start heading out from around then. And when those seed heads start to appear, you're probably still uh, up near 75% DMD, but they appear very quick and your DMD drops. So, we're saying if your target cutting date is the 15th of May, that's suggesting that we want to be closing around about the 20th to the 25th of March. And while I say that is, it's easy enough to probably make quality silage uh, at any stage of the year if you take light crops and, and cut after maybe five or six weeks or cut pr prior to heading of grass. We're trying to get quantity as well as quality in what's an expensive crop in making silage. So we want to have a high yield of super quality silage. And that's why we're encouraging farmers to sort of close by the 20 to 25th of March at the latest, to aim to cut by the 12th to the 20th of May at latest to guarantee your quality. And when should silage ground be grazed, Terry? Yeah, look, this is the issue. And, and, and February was a, a disaster of a month for grazing. So look, March, people have got out uh, this week uh, and, and last week with stock. That could change with, with weather. We'd be absolutely aiming to graze silage ground before we close it. 
Now, if you said to me or asked me, does that have to be grazed? Well, look, if you have it reasonably well uh, grazed prior to the winter period and not much grew on it over winter, for example, you know, and I mean, I know up in Grange, they certainly will fertilize some fields without grazing them and or make an excellent silage. But as John said, where you have a week of grass in particular, it's, you know, the, the target is absolutely grazed that to ensure that there's none of that dead material that is going to be brought in in the crop, which will lower your DMD. So ideally, graze that. It'll probably be the start of grazing last week for some people, given that we're later coming out. Uh, graze that, get off it by the 20th of March, or if you're up to a few days later than that, that's fair enough. Do your slurry and, you know, probably a week after the slurry, put out your bag fertilizer, uh, as John uh, does every year, and, and leave it that sort of seven weeks. Uh, if you close it the, the 25th of March, you actually have eight weeks up to the 20th of May, which is uh, more than enough to grow a crop. You touched on it there. There is a fear among farmers when you're applying fertilizer that you're applying too much nitrogen to the crop. So what fertilizer should farmers be applying? Yeah, look, uh, I, I suppose a couple of things influence that. Obviously, if you go with slurry, we consider that our first fertilizer. So a super source of P and K and spreading it the way John spreads it with the trail and sure dribble bar like a lot of farmers are nowadays. Probably every thousand gallons of slurry per acre there is giving you maybe 10, 11, 12 units of nitrogen. So absolutely factor that in. If you happen to be going with uh, 3,000 gallons, you know, you, you could have 30, north of 30 units gone out. A good ryegrass sward of, re, you know, maybe reseeded the last few years uh, and strong ryegrass content, those crops probably require maybe 125 kilos per hectare or up the, you know, a good hundred, a strong hundred units of nitrogen per acre. Uh, they can take it. And, and maybe even a little more, but balance between your uh, nitrogen applied in the slurry and what you're applying in the bag. And, you know, some people would split the bag nitrogen. There's no great science uh, showing uh, that there's any advantage to it. But, you know, particularly if you're going with the bag nitrogen, maybe uh, towards late March, there is nothing wrong with uh, splitting it or not really wrong with putting it all out together. But we just say, uh, you know, get your P and K is correct via slurry or compound fertilizer. And your nitrogen then will level will be dictated by, I suppose, the quality of your sward and the freshness of it and the ryegrass content. Potassium is in high demand for the silage crop, Terry. What P and K does the crop require? Yeah, K is absolutely, and I suppose uh, it's the it's the one nutrient that gets depleted very quick in silage. But look, and we'd see lots of silage samples coming back where fields might be very low in K. Look, you can't. Uh, do the build-up and the requirement for the crop in that one application. We're careful with the amount of K potassium fertilizer that goes on a crop of silage. Uh, so we're saying typically a good 90 kilos per hectare, which is 70 to 75 units per acre of K, is typically enough for that first cut. Your field might need a lot more than that. We're advising not to put it out for that first, uh, for, the, for the crop. Uh, if you're applying there the 20, 25th of March or whatever, you know, if you're very low, you, you, you'll have to replenish after the crop without just that amount. Um, P units then typically, you know, it's, it, depending on your soil test there, it could be anywhere from 15, maybe to 25 units per acre. Uh, and, and obviously the nitrogen, as I said, it could be 80 units on a Noel sward and it could be a strong 100 on a, on a ryegrass sward. 
Terry, in relation to spraying for weeds, particularly docks, how would farmers assess the crop and what impact can they have on quality? Yeah, look, I suppose the, the, the very common weed in, in silage fields, uh, it's docks. I mean, docks prosper where a lot of slurry goes back out in fields and, and where there's a bit of an openness in the sward and, and that's typically a silage sward. Uh, so look, at docks, absolutely... Uh, you know, I think the, the, the old guideline there, if you measure out a five metre by seven metre sort of uh, rectangle block, and if you get five docks in that seven by five metre uh, rectangle, that's a 5% infection of docks in your field, which is a 5% yield reduction. And, you know, we, we all go by the roads and you see some fields that would be way heavier than that. And some may even say, well, sure, look, what's the real harm with docks? I suppose the harm with docks, maybe twofold, the, you know, you, you, you're cutting maybe in, in that mid, mid to 20 to May, your docks will be leafy enough, but yet they're only probably about, uh, you know, 60% DMD or whatever. So they're a lot lower in quality than your grass silage, obviously. And the real big problem with them is they've shielded out grass there. So the yield reduction, where you went to have your maybe uh, 11 ton per acre crop, you could be down to nine, nine and a half tons per acre crop uh, if we're talking in tons per acre. So significant yield reduction from uh, docks and when they're there they only sort of get worse. So definitely something to be assessed Terry. Yeah and I mean we'd say look at target you're spraying you don't want to you're probably spraying uh, you know when there's that nice leaf there when there may be sort of 10 to 20 centimeters height or across it's a typical when it's a nice leafy uh, sort of a dock for spraying and, and have your weather right so that's typically maybe you know, a good three to four weeks maybe into your, uh, probably three weeks into the growing of the crop. Finally, Terry, what are the three main things that farmers would need to focus on now in the coming month? Uh, regarding silage there, I suppose, look at if you're going to graze your silage grounds, that's brilliant and we encourage that and, and it should be done. Uh, try and graze it and get off it by whatever, you know, you want quality silage for some stock or maybe all your stock for the winter. Uh, we want to have the quality with the quantity, so try and be off your fields there. We're saying by the 25th of March, the latest, get your slurry out. If that's going out, get your fertilizer out shortly after that uh, with a target cutting date of around the middle of May. Weather will dictate when you cut it, but if you don't have made the plans to be in a position to cut it in the middle of May, well, you know, the weather might matter if you happen to the crop ready or growing at that stage. That's great, Terry. Thanks very much, Terry and John, for joining me on the show. Thanks, Catherine. Yeah, thanks very much, guys. Talk to you again. Some really interesting insights from Terry and John. Make sure to join me next month for the second part of the interview when I cover harvesting the silage crop. In the meantime, thanks for listening and thanks to Terry and John for joining me on the show. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our beef programme, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening.